All right, so I had a second. I'm going to come in here and recap all of the stuff that was brought up in WWDC. I'm actually still listening. They're talking about the arm transition as I'm recording this. So, yeah, let's let's talk about this. iOS. Um, before I even jump into this, I'm going to say I'm assuming that you have at least seen what you want to see from the keynote. So I'm not, I mean, this is the spoiler announcement. So if I talk about something that you didn't want spoiled, sorry, but yeah, we're going to talk about it. Anyway, iOS, honestly, I think it's awkward. Uh, A lot of the stuff, the widgets, the other stuff, it's, it's kind of cloudy. Like it's taking up a lot of space. It's going to, try to change how people interact with their devices. Um, I have to see the app library before I can really decide on if I like it or not. I mean, honestly, I search for most of my apps, so yeah, whatever. The Siri bubble is annoying at best. <laughs> it's, I mean, I get it. Like you don't, you don't want it to be, you know, blocking and in your, you know, taking you out of that whole focus. It seems like that's what they're trying to do with this release this year is allow you to keep focusing on things while giving you notifications about absolutely everything. So yeah, that's Siri bubble though, man, that thing was big and colorful and just so vibrant. It, I mean, when I saw it, I was just like, ah, no, no, I don't like this. I mean, honestly, I feel like they could have did that grayscaled to make it a little less intense, but that's just me. Uh, the translation tools, I'd be interested to see how well those work. Um, I think that Apple is really trying to push into Google's Playhouse as much as possible. I think I'm, if I'm looking at like, okay... Google Maps, Apple Maps, Google Translate, Apple Translate. Um, obviously, Apple Mail and all that stuff. But I, I wonder, I just wonder, because this is the conversation towards that whole antitrust thing, where if everything is done by Apple, and it's just easier if it's done by Apple, then it becomes harder for third-party developers to gain traction. Um, we've talked about this with email before. I've, I mean, if you're not Google Maps or Apple Maps, you're just not getting used. Like, I haven't seen a mapping system like Waze, which is owned by Google now. And, I mean, they Facebook announced that they own, like, the Open Maps project now, but they're going to leave Open Maps available. I mean, I don't see Facebook coming out with their own maps. So, it's, it's I don't know. I think the stuff that they're doing now doesn't help them towards their uh, antitrust or not antitrust or like monopolistic tendency conversation. But yeah, all in all, iOS, okay, cool, whatever. I think it's an interesting idea, but nothing that's too insane. 
so that takes me to iPad OS. Um, blurring the lines of iPad and Mac OS, definitely something that's going to be happening. Uh, they brought Spotlight to iPad. I mean, they already had like Search, and now they're making it definitely more like Spotlight, where it's a little bubble that pops up. Uh, and whatever. Uh, as an Alfred user, I, I mean, that's how I search for most of my stuff, so I'm kind of okay with it. But I think that the blending of iPad OS and Mac OS is limited by one big deal. They still don't have premium apps from Apple on iOS. And I know I literally was just talking about how they probably shouldn't make an app for everything because that that hurts them in like some of these legal issues, but if you are going to do that, if you're going to say we have premium apps that are optimized for Apple technologies, uh, if you want them to be on the iPad Pro, then put them on the iPad Pro. I mean, if you want people to believe that the iPad Pro is really a pro device, then do it, show it, put your apps on it. They still haven't done that. I still feel like the iPad Pro is literally just a big consumer device. It's just the biggest of consumer devices. Oh, you want something bigger than what we offer here? Pay a little bit more, we'll give you a bigger version, and we'll throw a pro label on it. Pro doesn't mean professional. Pro means pro prices. So, let's look at uh, watchOS. I'm not... Oh, sorry. One more thing about iPadOS. The Scribble feature, I mean, okay, about time. Uh, Microsoft's been doing it for a hot minute now. Um, I think it's cool, but honestly, I don't see myself using it all that much. I think it'll still be faster to type. I think that when I do need to use it, the fact that I can use it is kind of cool, but I'm not really too like hot on it, honestly. But now, uh, watchOS. WatchOS is kind of cool. I mean, it was a big update for it with the biking, the fitness, and sleep tracking. Um, really, why did they call it the face sharing thing, face swap? That's that's kind of creepy. I mean, it is what it is, but I, I really am not the person to talk to about WatchOS. I haven't. I have an Apple Watch. I haven't used it in like forever. Um, yeah. HomeKit, the lighting adjustment stuff was cool. I want to know what camera they were using because that like 4K camera that they were looking at, I have never, we have like a ring doorbell here and that camera does not look that good. I also don't think it works with HomeKit like that. So yeah, there's that. Let's see, what else do we have here? Um, The Mac. (laughs) Big Sur, Big Sur. (laughs) (coughs) Big Sur is interesting. I think that... Okay, the keynote's over. All right. I think Big Sur is interesting because everyone was hoping for like a talkier kind of a, hey, we're going to make... We're going to make Catalina better. And instead they were like, no, we're going to make it prettier. Um, I get it. I think part of it was because they want to start looking at some of those... uh, the arm transition stuff. So it is much easier to say a fresh start across the board with everything. But, hmm, 
Really? Big Sur? People outside of California have no idea what Big Sur is. Um, I'm in California and I have no idea what Big Sur is. Uh, I kind of have an idea. But I think that Mac OS got prettier, but again, it, it did it in a way that it made it feel like a continuous design across from iPad OS. So now what you have is you have, instead of iPad OS punching up to become a more professional platform, the Mac OS, I feel, is punching down to become a more consumer-friendly user interface. Now, of course, this is just my opinion. I'm sure that some people will be like, oh, no, but you can do so much more. And with the uh, Apple Silicon architecture, it's going to be even better. Yeah, but the the UI, I mean, they brought Control Center over from iPad OS to the Mac. Uh, the top, the menu bar area has more of that iPad OS, you know, top notification center, like, or top uh, menu bar of your iPhone or your iPad look to it. Um, I think at the end of the day, it's fine. I am not really sure what my attitude will be towards updating. I probably won't update to the beta just because, I mean, I already struggle enough with my computer crashing and things like that. I probably don't want to make it worse. Um, the Safari stuff was interesting. I really do want to learn more about their tracking protection stuff. Um, I am a Safari user. I also run a Pi-hole, which does a lot of tracking and tracking blocking and all that stuff. Anti-ad, it's like an ad blocker and tracking blocker. And for those that wonder, I don't block ads because of I don't want people to make money off of me. I, I don't. I block ads because, in most cases, the ad experiences made surfing the web worse. Um, speaking of surfing the web, all of the stuff that they did on the the new newly designed started landing page, like starting page. I don't think most people go see those things. I mean, a lot of people are not. You're not going to the web like I'm going to have a web surfing session today. Most people are clicking links that are sent to them, and then they are acting on them. So that's that's kind of a whatever burger for me. Um, extensions are back. That's interesting. I'm glad that they are bringing back extensions. I'm glad that they understand that uh, the Chromium architecture has been eating their lunch in terms of extensions. I'm glad they have this like extension kit thing that's going to be coming out that's going to allow people to make extensions for their apps that are, you know, relatively easy to do. I wonder how that is going to impact privacy. I know that they're talking about like, oh yeah, we you can control what app has access to what page. And I think for some apps, that's cool. For other apps, I think it's literally just going to make people not want to develop for it. It's like, well, I mean, if I can't have access to the whole page to the whole browser, I can't do uh, really cool things with your entire session, like saving a session in like a task manager or note taking app or something like that. I think people will just not bother. Or what'll happen is every time someone clicks a button and they get that little pop up notification, they'll just be 
annoyed with it and they'll just be like, sure, yeah, whatever, which then defeats the purpose of doing that. Again, I understand Apple is in a tough spot where they have to look at security as well as privacy and then somehow make it easy to use at the same time. Hey, that's their choice. I mean, I'm glad they're trying. That That is my thoughts on that. I am just glad that they're trying. However, I feel like they're going to come up against a lot of resistance from both users and developers. Uh, yeah, the ARM announcement was interesting. At the end of the day, I think the thing that they forgot to throw out there was it's going to be cheaper for us to develop and you will not inherit any of those cost changes. In fact, it'll just make us more valuable in the long run as a business. That's fine. That's what they have to do. Uh, Until people stop buying their products at the ridiculous prices that Apple charges, Apple's going to keep charging ridiculous prices. I happen to be in a position to where I will pay for the ridiculous prices myself, so I know I'm part of the problem. Yeah, until if they want to drive the prices down, everybody else needs to step their game up and provide a better service than what Apple can do, which is really hard considering Apple is one of the richest companies in the world. So I get it. I, I totally get it. Um, Let's see. Picture in picture. This I feel like this was the year for mobile picture in picture. Like, like I mentioned this earlier, they were talking about how now they're not going to take you away from what you're doing. They're just going to like throw a notification around. Um, I feel like people who have kind of groomed their experience on mobile to not be notification uh, notification filled are going to be annoyed by this. Uh, I personally don't care either way. I think that the picture-in-picture stuff, because it's not required to be supported by video makers, I think the ones that matter will not do it. I don't think Twitch will support picture-in-picture because they don't now. I don't think YouTube will support picture-in-picture because they don't now. So whether you bring it to the iPhone or not, it doesn't matter if the developers aren't going to actually use it. Um, speaking of, that's kind of the same issue that I have with this whole converting your accounts to sign in with Apple. I think it's a great idea. I love what they're doing with that. But the problem is the app developers have to implement it. And if they tell you that you have to use it, then it becomes a problem. If, because then it becomes like a whole like, you're forcing this on the developers if they want to be in your ecosystem. That doesn't help, again, with their legal questions. But then also, who who's going to do this? Who's going to say, hey, I want to, like as a company, who's going to say, we want to restrict who has this information and who has the ability to do stuff with this information by allowing you to do this? I think there are some companies that'll be all about it that care about privacy and things like that. The majority of companies can't spell privacy, let alone think about it. So again, not really stuff that's going to happen. The third, the tracking across apps. I really like that feature. I think that that's something that's nice. 
um, only because I don't think a lot of people realize how much information is shared across applications and across platforms. Now, the thing I have with this is I feel like what's going to happen is app developers are going to turn to secrecy. I don't know exactly how or what they're going to do for that, but I could see a lot of services being moved to like their own servers instead of saying, oh, we're going to just use the Apple kit for whatever it is for sharing, for storing files and for holding information and things like that. Instead of doing that, they're going to go, nope, everything's going to report back to the mothership. The mothership's still going to sell your data. Um, Again, I want this problem. I want this tracking, this weird advertising model thing that's happening in the world right now. I want that to be resolved. It's annoying. It's annoying for me. It's annoying for people out there. The more and more we fight it, the better it will get. But we have to keep fighting it. And I'm in in favor of Apple doing this. I just think it's going to be pushed it's going to be resisted very, very, very much. So yeah, I think that's everything. Um, a lot of a lot of women represented in the keynote. That was awesome. Uh, there was a brother on there. Or I keep I keep forgetting that some people don't know I'm black. Uh, <laughs> there's one African American. Uh, there are a couple people of color. Uh, I think that's awesome. I don't want people to rest on their laurels. I think Apple did good. I think they can continue to do good. I think they should continue to do good. We'll stop talking about it when it becomes the normal thing to do across the board, not just for Apple, but for all of the tech industry. Uh, Yeah. All in all, this, in my opinion, it was a boring keynote. The virtual stuff, the cinematics, I thought were interesting. I wonder how it felt without the the applause. Like, I think that was a big thing. Like, normally I find it to be a little weird, like pandering when people are sitting there clapping about something. Um, but I think what it does is it breaks up the conversation. So when they're talking for an hour and a half and you have time to pause and there's there's clapping and things like that, if you're talking for five minutes and someone claps every minute, that means you have to leave. You can only talk for four minutes because, you know, 20 seconds of or 10, 15 seconds for applaud, spacing stuff out. That's how it works. When you have an hour and a half, which I think that's how long it was, is about an hour and a half, hour 45. When you have that much talking and there's no pause, there's no breaks, podcasting is so bad at this where they just talk and talk and talk and talk and you have two and a half hour podcasts that people can't sit in one sit one session and listen to because it's too long. Um, when there are no natural breaks, when there are no pauses in, in the middle of the section, it makes things feel longer. It makes it feel winded. I felt like a lot of the demos, I mean, they had a lot to show and I get it, but I felt like a lot of it just felt like so much. Um, after a while, I was like live messaging all of this stuff in our Slack channel in the productivity and tech group. And it felt like I got tired of doing it because it was just like, 
ah, throwing all this stuff at you, all this stuff at you, all this stuff at you. I would almost like to see them break up the keynotes into like different days even, like where they're like, all right, we're going to talk about iOS and iPadOS today. And then tomorrow we're going to talk about macOS. And we're going to give each of them like an hour per day. Like that allows you to take more time to space stuff out, go into a little bit more depth, throw a demo in there, do some stuff. That's great. Uh, what this was, it was fine. It just felt like a lot. Uh, so yeah, that's going to be my recap. I would love to hear what you thought about this. Uh, since this is a bonus episode, it's going to be in the Slack group. So if you're listening to this, thank you so much for being a part of the Pit community. And yeah, WW is done. Big sir. Big sir. <laughs> All right, y'all take care.